0: Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are covering all of the events from Thursday, November 19th of 2020. Whew, you guys, we're still catching up. What I did was I read out, I wrote, writ out? That's not a proper English Oh boy, I wrote out the outline for the next two days. That way, while I'm sitting in my car today working, I can record everything. I don't have to take another break to do script or outline edits um, in the middle of my shift or the middle of the day. Therefore, continually putting me behind. So, we are going to jump right in to talking about all of the events. Like I said yesterday, um, I am going to catch up on everything. I'm doing it day by day because it honestly just is easier this way. The only days that work to combine are like the weekend and another day. Um, for some reason there were, crazy amounts of events on Thursday and a good few on Friday so it would just be way too long of a podcast um, and I thought about doing just like a highlights of the past you know four three days that I missed but it just I didn't want to do that so we're doing a full episode and basically you're just getting episodes on the weekend um, you'll have a total of four so you had the one. That went out um, last night, this one, and then one for Friday, and then tonight I'll record Saturday and Sunday. Although, I don't think there were a lot of events, so I probably won't record one today, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, And so the next one you'll hear will be out on Tuesday, but you'll probably hear the Friday one come out tomorrow depending. We'll see, you guys. Um, Right now, it's 8.47 a.m. because you needed to know exactly what time it was. Um, Anyway, it's about 8.45. I am going to hope probably speed through this, but then probably get distracted because it'll be lunchtime and I'll be working quite a bit more. So we are going to jump right now into the Belgian royal family. Belgium on Thursday, there was one event. Um, so King Philippe visited the Huy prison. Um, it's H-U-Y. I don't know if that would be said with a French or Dutch accent, um, because I don't quite know. The thing is with Belgium, here's a little bit of a tangent, but this is what like I love, right? Um, the... There are different regions in Belgium. One speaks well there are tech, there are like 3. One speaks German. It's a very small region. German is in a, a, a co-official language, um but it's not the primary one. Um but it exists. People do speak German in Belgium. Um and then there is the Dutch speaking which i actually think is more populous um and dutch is more commonly spoken and then there is like a french region um that speaks french so i don't and i don't know which re- regions are which like i haven't learned um I, I just i don't know um so anyway i don't know which way you say, hoy prison. Um And it may not even be close to that at all. Honestly, I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, the point of his visit there was to learn about the impact of COVID, obviously, on the prison system. So this includes, like, on the prison staff, the prison inmates, the families of the inmates. Like... How that's affecting them because here's the thing you know prisoners right now and I would say most of the world cannot receive visitors and we can debate whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but at the end of the day my personal thought is yes they committed a crime I understand that, but, like, they are people, and they deserve the same hierarchy of needs that we all have. They deserve to be well taken care of by the prison system, and most countries do take care of their prisoners in a great way, um, like... in comparison to American prisons, they're staying in like hotels. Um, they're not, they're not that lap of luxury. They are there, they're learning, they're doing things to reduce recidivism. They're doing all of that. Um, but they aren't sleeping with the world's scratchiest blankets and like, it's a better system. It just is in my opinion um and so I personally think like part of what makes prisoners remember like is to and not to do crime is they have someone to look out for them and they have someone that they see regularly and want to you know be around and want to do well for and those are typically the people that visit them, their families, their loved ones, and right now that can't happen. so that's creating an isolationism that should never happen to people. It's why putting people in isolation um, you know in a jail or a behavioral institution or anything like that is actually horrible um it's why we're not meant to live like we are right now look I'm not saying like we should all just you know start spending time with people like we shouldn't um but I do think that it isolationism and not having visitors really does create A harder time than anyone deserves. Um, anybody, so that's my personal opinion. Um, there wasn't a lot of information on Philippe's visit. One thing I did notice is they kind of had in the pictures they released, if you saw anybody's face in the pictures and they intentionally really didn't show them, and of course, this super applies to you know inmates um but it also like there was a guard who had his face blurred out um there was one picture with an inmate who had their face blurred out um and then there were lots of pictures where like you didn't see faces which I found really interesting and I have lots of questions on um because like here in the U.S there are inmate information is public information you can find kind of everything I don't obviously I don't know how every country works but like that's how mine works so it was bizarre to me that their faces were blurred out but I also like good respect boundaries I appreciate that um but yeah so with that That's what was really going on in Belgium. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the United Kingdom. in the UK on Thursday. There was only, to my knowledge, here's the thing, I haven't looked at the Court Circular. I'm not going to. So, to my knowledge, there was only one event. Um, The reason I'm not looking at the Court Circular is, yes, I do have access to past editions of the Times of London. Um, But look, that's something, like, I do as a recording, like, It's something cool to do in the middle of recording. Should I have probably looked this up? Yeah, I should have. But I didn't because I am an imperfect person who is struggling to make all of the parts of her world work together at the moment. And so I honestly just, like, didn't think about it until right now, to be fair to myself. Um... Look, I'm having a lot of grace for myself. I hope that you are all understanding of what's going on. And I know I'm being vague about some things, but that's because not everything is that's happening in my life is about me. And I do like to keep people's private lives theirs, um, including my own for the most part. I know I share a lot, but, like, I don't share everything on this podcast because, one, it's not a podcast about me, even though sometimes it is. Um, I very intentionally, like, don't. Um, so anyway, the one event going on in the UK is that the Duchess of Cornwall, um, gave a speech, um, presenting the Booker, the 2020 Booker Prize, which went to, um, an author who had just written his first novel, um, I, of course, forgot to write it down. Um, I'm trying to think of the name. I think it was, like, Shushy or something. Um, you know what? I'm gonna hold that thought. I'll be right back, and I'm gonna look that up. Okay you didn't know I was gone, but I went away for just a few seconds. Um, So the award went to Douglas Stewart for his first time novel, *Shuggy*. S-H-U-G-G-I-E. It was very close in the name, but it was not right. And I wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, So in her speech, Camilla focused on The importance of reading, um, which is something that she always talks about and, um, really was like a theme earlier on in quarantine. Um, she released a list of like maybe 10, maybe 11 of her favorite books, um, and talked about, you know, how books can be used as going to a different world. Um, you can travel, read, like in this speech alone, she talked about how you can travel by reading. Um, you can learn all these different things. And, you know, it, it just reminded me, like, I am a child, I am a person who as a child absolutely loved reading. I loved it. It was my favorite thing. If you've ever seen Gilmore Girls. I was Rory Gilmore. Like, I read all the time like that. Um, But for me, it stopped when in high school, they start forcing you to read books that you have zero interest in, and you're forced to read them on, like, a, a timetable. Like, it's awful. And it just... It maybe even started for me in like middle school because it was just like, I didn't love the books I was reading and I was just being forced to read them and reading for fun was no longer an option, um, way from my love of books. Um, I haven't completely come back in all honesty. Um, I did rediscover like reading for enjoyment sake recently, um, probably about four years ago or so I would read, um, and like, it's great. I'm not currently reading any fiction. Um, I don't love reading fiction. I'm listening to a book. Um, I'm reading, uh, former president Obama came out with a book like two days ago or something. It came out on Tuesday. Um, And I'm starting to read that. It's a long book. I haven't made much headway because I've been working. And when I'm not working, my life feels like it's falling apart. So (laughs) we're working through all that still. Um, But with that, um, you know, that's what Camilla focused on. And then she, of course, congratulated Douglas Stewart on his win. Um, And it was just, you know, a good reminder of like... Sometimes reading can be a really good escape from this torturous time that we're living in right now, um, because it does allow us to go to different worlds and have different thoughts and think about different things, um, and travel. I mean, it does so much. Um, it allows us to have adventure that, you know, isn't ours, but if you're reading a good enough book, it feels like you're, it's your adventure, um, so just a good reminder for all of us. I know once I'm maybe done recording this on a little bit of a break, I might take a, take a break and listen to a book or something. Um, so with that, we are going to go ahead now and move on to Denmark. Moving on to Denmark, there were a few events, um, really just two, um, but still that's more than almost anyone else had. Uh, We do have a few that had a couple, but not a lot. Um, So in Denmark, the first event is Queen Margrethe, as well as Crown Prince Frederick, received uh, two new ministers. Um, So ministers are like cabinet secretaries. Um, They're the people that head different organizations or agencies within the federal governments. Um, So I don't know if you needed that explanation on how governments work, but sometimes when I say ministers, it makes me think of like the church world, um, and that's not what this is. So first they met with the new minister of development and Nordic cooperation, um, as well as the Minister of Food, Agriculture, and Fisheries. Um, they did take... They didn't take any photos with the Queen, to my remembering. I did this last night. I don't know why I can't remember. Um, but they did have a picture of, like, the Prime Minister, who's a woman, by the way. just feel like I should throw that out there in the world. Um, they had pictures of the prime minister with each of the new ministers. So that is, of course, super important um, part of the role of a monarch in a constitutional monarchy. Um, So that is what was going on first. And then later on in the day, Crown Prince Frederick participated in a symposium uh, that was all about climate change. Um, So that was the day in... Denmark there wasn't a lot of you know information shared about these meetings Um, one because like meetings with ministers are typically held pretty privately Um, you know welcome audiences are a little bit different but like in terms of what's discussed at these meetings they don't really talk about it because that's you know more private and government related business and I'm not saying like The, uh, food, agriculture, and fishery minister has, you know, the world's secrets, but he is a government official and sometimes government behind the scenes needs to be kept behind the scenes. Um, and so that is of course always done with discretion. Um, and then again, there wasn't too much information on the climate change. We all know what climate change is, I think. Uh, most of the world does at least (laughs) here in the u.s it's a little bit questionable if we know um but they really focused on you know different challenges and also this weird silver lining of covid is that it's really kind of allowing us to hit the reset button um because we're not driving as much we're not working in factories as much like our consumption is just down. And so it does allow for a a reset button to be hit on climate change almost. I mean, the damage is done, but like there is an option to do better, Um, you know, build back better. I hate, I kind of hate saying it now because it's become um, not a campaign slogan, but, like, it's the, um, slogan for the president-elect of the U.S., and so now it feels political to say build back better. Um, I don't intend it to be. I'm, in this case, not even talking about the U.S. So, just, you know, throwing that out there. Um, build back better existed before president-elect Biden coined it. Um, And so that was kind of the focus is how can we continue um, keeping our carbon emissions this low because, like, this is what we needed to be doing the whole time. But we also need to not be in a global pandemic forever just to help climate. Um, That doesn't work. As most of us know, people are exhausting of the climate of the COVID isolation, quarantining, staying home, uh, people are over it. So including myself, I, I have no problem admitting I'm over it. Um, you know, I was with my family yesterday. So I've often talked about, I don't see a lot of people. Um, I do see my like immediate family was with them yesterday, um, in for a little bit because my life never goes the way I think it's going to go day to day. Um, and we were talking about, um, winter coats of all things. Um, I've mentioned now I'm a door dasher. It gets dark very early. Um, because I mean, it gets dark at like 4 30 PM. Um, it's very dark. It's awful. And my winter coat is blue and I always wear black pants so I now look like the darkness and so we were talking about winter coats and I always get a specific brand from a specific place and like this year I'm like I don't want to go it like COVID but I'm like I just want a new coat uh it was awful and like that's just what I mean when I say like I'm over it I get it I get why people are over it um but anyway, we are doing great for climate. So it's a catch 22, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what was going on in Denmark. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Netherlands. <music> moving on to the Netherlands. There were actually a lot of events in the Netherlands. Well, there were two. Um, but you know, look, that's a lot right now when we're having at most one a day because yep, that's the world we're living in right now. Um, so the first thing is King Willem Alexander received government officials in audience. Um, so he met with the head of the house of representatives um the or i guess it's i think the title they use is chairman um and then he also met with the chairman of the senate as well as the vice president of the council of state um so it wasn't shared what these these meetings were about any kind of topics discussed or anything like that um again i've been doing this for a year so i don't know if this is a normal action of events if this is something that he does. I mean, he doesn't do it regularly. That is, that much is true. um But I don't know if this is something he does annually or anything like that. I just, I don't know. Um, so that is the first thing. And then... The second thing is actually Queen Maxima visited a vocational school, um, which is like a trade craft um, educational institution. Um, So instead of like a traditional university, they do vocational schools where you're trained in a specific type of job. Um, So that was what she did. And of course, this is to learn the impact of COVID-19 on um, educational institutions. So, of course, schools are not meeting in person Um, in most of the world. I think that's kind of the case. Um, They are doing pretty much exclusive online learning. What does that mean for education? What does that mean for things like internships and externships? Like, what does that look like? in this situation. Um, so she did that. She, it, it looks like she participated in either a meeting or a class with some students, uh, via Zoom. Um, you know, and then just was there to learn what everything is, is. Um, so that's really it from the Netherlands. I, I don't have a lot to say about them. They don't have a huge informational share of anything, um, that I saw. I did because I looked at this last night on Saturday and this all happened on Thursday. Like there should have been a lot more information and there just wasn't. Um, I have noticed this is like my ongoing problem with the Dutch royal family. I... I recognize I have a lot of ongoing problems with the Dutch Royal family, but this is the one that, like, it impacts how I talk about them because I don't have anything to say because I don't know where to find the information. It's this constant struggle that I'm going through with the Dutch Royal family. I just, I don't, I don't know. Um, It's frustrating me to no end because I don't know how to talk about their events in a way that's like complete um but anyway so with that um that is what's going on in the Netherlands and now we are going to go ahead and move on to Norway gotten a bit interesting in Norway because of course they have um you guys the poor Norwegian royal family it's just a hot mess over there and I feel so bad for them um so to start we're going to start with why I'm calling them a hot mess um on Thursday, it was announced that King Harald and Queen Sonia would go into a two week isolation because um, a staff member of the royal household contracted COVID 19 who came in to closer close contact with queen sonia uh as of the thursday announcement they had both been symptom free i don't know they didn't report on if they had been tested or anything like that um of course look this is when it gets scary um this is gonna happen i presume more than once in the next couple months until we all get vaccinated um But this is where it gets scary, right? Like people are trying to work, but they have, they end up getting COVID and then they expose elderly people to COVID. And look, it seems like the precautions have been taken. The king and queen are in isolation. This staff member is obviously in isolation. Like everyone is doing the best they can sometimes, but this is why we need to be so diligent about not spreading this thing. Don't go into contact with people if you're constantly on the go. Don't be constantly on the go so you can, you know, at some point, see your loved ones again. This is why it's so critical because elderly people, you know, look, again, King Harold, Queen Sonia, totally fine. If King Harold contracts this thing, you guys, he just had heart surgery. Like, literally just had heart surgery. Um, sorry, like I mentioned earlier, I'm in my car recording and (laughs) the state that I live in, the city that I live in has kind of started the process of slowly shutting down. It's not, it's not shut down completely, but it's starting and I'm sitting in front of a restaurant and (laughs) and (laughs) the doors are locked because you can't go in. It's a drive-thru. So you use the drive-thru. That's like all you can do right now. Um... And people will go in and try to unlock the, uh, open the doors, and they can't, and, it, and people laugh at them now. Um, yeah, they, yeah. Anyway, it's hilarious. Sorry, but there was, like, a lot of noise, and I got distracted because they were laughing at these people. Um, it's hard living in a quarantine world with people who don't want to live in a quarantine world. Um, okay. So the next thing is that, so that's what's going on with Harold and Sonia. Therefore, Ground Prince Akun is not serving as regent. His his father is still king, um, and is acting in those duties. However, Akun is doing all the in person stuff because that's where we're at in life right now. So, he sent a video message to Music Norway's digital meeting. Um, I haven't found the actual video online that I can talk about it. Um, And then he also participated in a conference with the mayors of Norwegian municipalities. That's what was going on in Norway. But you guys, COVID is real. COVID is still happening. COVID is a problem. We can't rely on terrible things happening because, like, more people are just getting sick. Like, come on. Do your best. We're all going to get through this. It's all going to be fine. People are going to be crazy in parking lots, which is what's happening right now. Oh, my goodness. You guys, sometimes it's really hard to record in my car. Usually, I do this at night, but it's the middle of the day. Also, just a time check. This is how my day is going. It's now 1045. When I started doing this, it was 845 a.m., and I'm just now halfway done with recordings. Um... I, of course, I'm taking breaks, and you are not listening to two and a half hours, Um, but that's what we're dealing with today. Um, So that is what is going on in Norway, and now we are going to move on to Spain. We're getting to the end of the podcast i'm doing something i did yesterday i'm actually driving right now but we are moving in to spain where there was one event and this is the event that ends the spanish royal family's week they had nothing um, on friday so this is the last time we'll talk about spain this week um but it was one event and kind of like the early evening Um, And King Felipe attended or presided over the delivery of an award for um, lawyers. It's called the Paleo Prize and it um, honors outstanding attorneys um, for their work. And so it was attended by obviously Felipe. Um, the president of the Congress, the president of the Senate, um, and probably, uh, oh, also the mayor of Madrid. No, she's not the mayor. That was unfortunate. That was an unfortunate error. She is the president of the community of Madrid. Um, the mayor of Madrid is a man. <sighs> Sometimes I can't keep it all straight. And I'm driving, so I don't have everything at my fingertips at the moment. I've memorize the Spanish calendar because I'm a nerd and I speak Spanish so I can easily memorize the Spanish calendar. Um, So during the event, it was a ceremony much like the night before uh, at the Saraceto Awards. Uh, Felipe gave a speech, um, presented the award, and you know that was kind of it. Again, this is like an adapted thing. I don't know The thing is, I can't remember them doing, Felipe doing this last year when I was watching the Spanish Royals. I can't remember him doing this. It doesn't mean he didn't, it means that I didn't always know where to look. Um, I didn't know then, much like honestly at the beginning of the year, I didn't know the best places to find sources, I didn't know that the best source was going to be the royal family themselves websites. Like, I just didn't know that. It didn't seem like that would be the best source, but it was. Um, and so that's what I rely on now. Um, but when I started this process of watching the watching specifically the Spanish royals, but then even um, now watching, you know, all of them, it is, of course, the royal family's website that I get the most help from and so I don't know if this is an annual event I'm sure by the nature of it it probably is I just don't know too much about it um, so that's what was going on in Spain not a whole lot to talk about there wasn't a big um, detailed write-up from the Spanish royal household on this and um you know just not a lot happening there so with that we are gonna just go ahead and move right on now into sweden for the final segment of this episode we might get it done within three hours of starting who knows um but yeah we are gonna go ahead and move on now to sweden We are finishing off in Sweden. Oh, we made it to the end. Uh, things slowed down because my job is super unpredictable all the time. Um, because yep, that's my life. So in Sweden on Thursday, um, there were again several events. You know, it's cute that I was like two's a lot, and now it's like well, here's some three event days. Um, all right. So the first thing is Queen Sylvia and her daughter, Princess Madeline, who is the youngest child of King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia. And she spends most of her time, she resides pretty much permanently in Florida, um, because of her husband Christopher O'Neill's job, um, he, when he married in to the royal family, he chose not to take a title and continue working. Um, and so he and Madeline have kind of lived outside of Sweden since their marriage. Um, they lived in New York, they've lived in London, they now live in Miami, Florida. Um, and so, because of that, Madeline has not been able to travel. Um, and see her family, of course, since March, um, assuming she's following the restrictions in the U.S., which I assume she is. um, You know, we'll see. Um, Or we don't for sure know, but that's the assumption is that she is staying in Florida. Um, And so it's interesting. Her children, are being raised in America and, um, celebrate American holidays. She recently uh, sent out a picture of her kids dressed up for Halloween. Um, and it was adorable and it's just, you know, things you don't always see from the Royal family because they don't live in America. Um, And the ones that do don't share a lot because of privacy reasons. Anyway, Madeline did share that picture. And again, this is something I mentioned yesterday, but like, I don't talk about her. One, because she doesn't have that many official engagements, but two, because she is not in line to the throne of Sweden. I mean, she is, but like, she's not an immediate heir or an heir presumptive or anything along those lines. So I don't talk about her. Um, But anyway, Queen Sylvia and Madeline participated in the World Childhood Foundation's Childhood Gala. Uh, World Childhood Foundation is, of course, the organization that Queen Sylvia helped to found um, and has branches in Sweden, Germany, Brazil, and the U.S. Um, And Madeline is very involved in the organization and actually basically runs the United States branch of world childhood. Um, that is what she moved to New York for. Um, and then met her husband doing, uh, while they both lived in New York. So they, um, this is an annual event. Usually it's of course held in person and I think it kind of varies between the four locations. Like I think it switches off and on. Um, And so, but of course this year it was held digitally. um, So both Sylvia and Madeline sent digital messages. Um, So that was the first thing. And then next is Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel participated in a digital meeting with the Swedish Performing Arts, um, which is an organization that they met with a few months ago. I can't remember exactly when they did this. I know that it happened recently. It was probably in September. Um, and they did this meeting as a follow-up. So, just to see how COVID is still continuing to affect the cultural world in Sweden. Um, because as we have discussed, Sweden has kind of changed its it's tune a little bit and is working on a different strategy for COVID, even though at this point um, a lot has already happened, but they are rethinking that strategy. So that was the first thing. And then uh, solo Crown Princess Victoria met with the Secretary uh, secretary General of the Cancer Foundation. Um, they did hold this meeting uh, digitally. So I think this is kind of the new normal for whatever's going on in Sweden. Um, the way I'm looking at it, I, I don't quite know Sweden's stance. Um, I haven't looked into it too much. But the way it's seeming is that uh, at least the royal family is kind of going back to its roots of quarantine, um, not holding in-person any things, um, and really just like redoing the lockdown even though Sweden never went into lockdown the royal family did um for the most part so I think we're kind of returning to that situation um and so because everything has been held digitally nothing has been held in person um and I presume when King Carl Gerstoff sent that message on Tuesday it was you know yes, we are all kind of going to work from home. I think it said just the king and queen, but I presume it means the entire royal family at this point, um, because that is what's happening. Um, So yeah, that is what was going on in Sweden. That brings us to the end of this episode covering Thursday the 19th. Uh, The next episode you hear will be all the events from Friday the 20th. Um, That'll probably be out in the next... Uh, in the evening part of today. This is hard if you're not on East Coast time. Um, currently, it's about 11 a.m. East Coast time, uh, which is the same time zone as New York. I do not live in New York, but it's the same time zone. Um, and so... The next one should be up, honestly, probably in the evening after 6 p.m. East Coast time. Um probably about the same time that yesterday's went up is my, is my guess. Um, and so with that, I will talk to you all in the next one, but until then have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you then. Bye.